Hey, you're listening to Good Vexations, a podcast about the little grievances we'd rather air than solve. I'm Pat Brennan, I'm joined by my best bud, James Lynch, and today's Good Vexation is the song Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. have just forced me to listen to milky chance i, I did that. stolen dance oh it's kind of worse that it rhymes milky chance stolen dance. oh it's so bad it, it's pat pat so much about don't, okay whoa, whoa. hold okay. on, hold on. Don't let's, get, ahead let's get into this i'm just gonna let you go tell me about milky chance and why i was forced to listen to stolen dance. Uh-huh. Let's, let's start this off the right way you know how do we start our show okay. pat <laughs> oh yeah yeah so you got a vex for me, I believe. Oh, do I, Pat? Uh, this is one I've been sitting on for a while. Uh, I it's, it's not the first time I have uh, brought this up uh, because it's it's not, and it's a little weird to me that you've been harboring a grudge against Milky Chance for this for this long. I don't hold grudges, really. The only times that I tend to is when it's something that I love, you know, and it's something. There's something about it that I love, and it just feels like an affront to me. And this is one of those things. So today, the facts that I need to bring up, bring to you is the song Stolen Dance by Milky Chance. All right. Okay. Now, we can... Ah, uh, man, where to start with this one? So I want to first tell you why I love this thing, right? Because I need to express uh, what I, how, like how much I really love one part of this song all right james that is not what our show is about but go ahead and tell me why you like it's it. about context pat okay we need a reference to understand the pain right because you know okay we need... <laughs> something has to be good in order to be bad this is what i'm saying <laughs> okay this song starts out and hopefully we can play it here with god's own baseline okay yeah okay but you keep you keep saying that phrase, which I've never heard before. What do you mean by God's own baseline? I mean, I could live in this baseline. Okay. <laughs> build a home there? Okay, I could I could build a home. I could live there. All right. Really? If the whole song were only that baseline, I'd live my life to it. I'd just put my headphones in, never listen to another thing. It's the best baseline. The best? It's my favorite. Okay. Okay. Is it the best? Probably not. Lots of better bassists. This guy doesn't... I'm not even sure he's playing bass. It might be on the guitar. Okay. But there's this, like... There's just this... This... Oh, man. This really low-level pulsing beat to it. They've got this little click on... Uh, click, probably electronic. Probably not actually a drum or anything like that. But it is so good. I'm sensing a butt coming. Yes. Because what happens after that is that he gets into uh, the singer gets into the verse and the verse is also okay. It's all right. It's kind of feels like the XX. If you, if you know them, it's a very much, very like subdued kind of uh, kind of like this, these people are half asleep kind of singing that is okay. It's not my favorite, but like, again, you know what with the baseline still good. Right. And then the chorus hits, he jumps an octave uh, we don't talk about it. Dancing on do the boogie all night long. Oh my god. Now is is your vex here specifically with the word boogie? It is 
you know, probably 75 percent. It's not it's not just the boogie, you know, like, but do the boogie all night long. In addition to just trying to hit these notes, not really hitting it, you you abandon the perfect again, the perfect bass line for some tinkly kind of acoustic guitar thing. You say the words to do the boogie all night long. It is grating. I am loving this song. I'm so excited about it. Every time I hear it, I hear that and then like into the bass line at the beginning of the song. I'm like, oh yes, this fucking song. And I forget what's going to happen. And then I hit the chorus and I'm like, you bastard. I should have known because you named your band Milky Chance. That's a bad band name. It's a terrible band name. In a language filled with just excellent band names, I have to admit that that's not a good one. He used the word milky. Milky is top 10 worst words, okay? <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Milky you, you can't, is absolutely you can't top just, 10 worst you words. You can't just start <laughs> listing worst words when we're in the middle of a topic, James. We've already got we're already so, on those. Okay, look, milky, moist... Like all of these words, bad words, right? They suck. Okay, they suck to say, they suck to hear. You you have to you have to get a bunch of phlegm in your mouth to say milky. <laughs> like, ugh. Ugh. The motion your tongue does, it's awful. And he makes you say it when you say the name of his band. And then and then you name the song Stolen Dance. It rhymes with the name of the band. Yeah, that's okay? I didn't like that. Oh my god. You can't like Milky Chance. And their song "Stolen Dance." I feel like a moron what is, saying those words. What is what is the story behind this band's name? I'm sure it has one. Like, is it about taking a chance on milk that is in your refrigerator that might have gone bad? <laughs> yes, it's the sniff. It's the sniff test. You're taking a milky chance. Uh. Does this, James, does this song pass the milky chance test? Oh my god. Ah. <laughs> they really took a milky chance and got curds. They just got curds. This is so frustrating to me because again, so you just want the baseline. I just want the baseline. You want to lose honestly, the song can, and honestly the band and everything else associated and the, with the it. The lead singer, everything associated with it. Just just cut that baseline for me. The great thing, I think you can. I think that it's you can get a clean full baseline. Look, this is one of those instances where I don't know how he got such a good baseline. You know, I don't know how this guy. Like, I I feel like it's an accident. Well, I right? think I think they're a one hit wonder because I'm like clicking through some of their other videos and I don't recognize any of the other songs. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes people seem to accidentally stumble upon something great, right? And here they didn't even get a whole song, like. <laughs> Some some bands get a whole song that's really great, right? And some bands get a baseline, and that's it. <laughs> okay, and they only got the baseline. The rest guess, of it is yeah. Awful. I guess this is grading. I mean, like, I guess it's bad. I don't, I don't know that I engage with a lot of media that I hate, except for this one thing that I wish that I could take out of it. I'm also not like an enormous music person like you are. Sure, I sure just am not. Well, I get that, but like. Maybe not, but like I think this might be a problem with uh, you know, I was gonna say I think this might be only a problem with or with mainly music, but I don't know that that's true because I know that like uh, I was gonna say like I have I can't think of like I can think of films where 
there are bad scenes in good films, but there are, I think that there are probably a lot of like technically excellent scenes in terrible films. Mm. And I think- Oh, definitely. Well, I mean, the example I'm thinking of, uh, I guess not, I, I don't know if, it te- I don't know about technically excellent, but I remember trying to watch, um, remember I say trying to watch already. That tells you what I, what I thought of it. Uh, trying to watch sucker punch. Remember oh that? Yeah. Yeah, so like Sucker Punch, I literally skipped all the dialogue. I was watching it on my laptop because I was like, visually, this looks awesome. But the the dialogue scenes, the plot, were hilariously sexist, um, almost unwatchable, poorly written, not well acted, bad. But the action scenes were stylized and really incredible. Yeah, I guess that's... I guess that's fairly common on a film that you would like have only a good single department, right? Like, like the costume excellent or the CGI department or the whatever special effects department. Ari's going to be mad because I can't think of the name of the right department. (laughs) Uh, The visual effects department. There we go. Uh, Yeah, sure. Did an incredible job, but everybody else just like dropped the ball. Yes. And with that movie, I, I couldn't even finish it. Like so, because the action action scenes were not good enough to get rid of the just again horrifyingly awful everything else, you know. And then there's like even uh, Stephen King's It is good, you know. It's good for probably eight hundred of its a thousand of its thousand pages, right? It it's Stephen King, so it's long and it's in depth. But I was with it for most of it. Sure. And then something happens near the end that is just something I'll never forget. And I wish I could. You know, it's really friggin' awful. Uh, and I don't know how we aren't always talking about how fucking weird that was. Uh, and that, so this is like kind of the inverse. It was a good thing. And there's this one really bad thing right near the end. That fucks the whole thing up for me, and I can't. I'm, I'll never read it again. You know, I haven't. And, I haven't read as much Stephen King as I would like. Yeah, man, Stephen King's good. They're fucking long because he tells the whole life story of every character, but otherwise, otherwise, very good. Well, very I've done, building. I've done this weird building. thing too, where I've read only. I don't actually. I don't know if it's weird. I've only read really his Dark Tower series all the way through, and so like, yeah. it's always making like pull out references to these other books that I'm like, I totally miss because I have no idea what they are. Oh yeah, I mean, you gotta somehow, man. Dark Tower is hard. I haven't got through those through those yet. I only read Gunslinger. They're very good, and their movie was very yeah. bad. I heard, yeah, I heard, I heard that. It was very disappointing, and I don't know how they managed to wing it as badly as they did because they had Idris <laughs> Elba and Matthew McConaughey. That should Incredible. Have, that should have been like, awesome. Yeah, wow, yeah. It could have. It had so much potential. Oh man. Yeah, but basically, fuck that song. It's I, I, I still listen to it pretty regularly, you know? But why? Because it, you just want the bass line, right? Literally, I only want the bass line. So, like, cut it out and loop it. <laughs> I, honestly, I've heard songs like this. There's a, there's a song, oh, I can't remember who makes it, but it's called Make You Smile Again, which is a, which is, spelled all lowercase and one word but like so uh that is just a cut of 
the uh, 50 ways to leave your lover, 50 ways to leave your lover by Paul Simon. Okay. Right? That's a song that is kind of, um, it, it's almost a little comedic because the chorus goes, it's like, so it's like sneak out the back, Jack, make a new plan, Stan. So it's like fun. It's, it's funny. It's like rhyming, rhyming about 50 ways to leave your lover in the chorus. Mm -hmm. But so the chorus is this really happy sort of thing. Uh, or not happy, not like still not happy, but comedic, right? Uh, for the 50 ways to leave your lover, right? Mm -hmm. But the verses of that song are desperately sad. Like, so the first verse, the problem is all inside your head. She said to me, the answer is easy. If you take it logically, I'd like to help you. Like, I'd like to help you in your struggle, struggle to be free. There must be 50 ways to leave your lover. Let's see. She said, it grieves me so to see you in such pain. I wish there was something I could do to make you smile again. Heart wrenching, heart wrenching lyrics. That is brutal. Those two lines. Hmm. And so this song, this make you smile again song cuts the song. So it's only those parts. Oh, <laughs> cuts out the chorus. It is, uh, that got that. I don't know I about thought, got I, me. Food. <laughs> I thought you were going to yeah. say that it only is the happy parts and it cuts out the sad parts, but. Oh, hell no. It went the other way. It makes it a desperately sad song only using like the, again, again, Paul Simon is an incredible musician. So hit them for this one. The instrumentation is perfect. And still until the chorus desperately sad. <laughs> so the whole song is this cut that makes it, this makes it again, very sad song yeah so it takes it only takes the sad lyrics then and it just makes them sad but then it puts it under like club music right and there's just bumping the whole time well a little bit but even just to, it just uses the normal instrumentation even it's beautiful <laughs> yeah so it basically makes it makes it uh the kind of song you sing at the depressed club you know that depressed that really depressing nightclub <laughs> i don't go to any nightclub so i can't say that <laughs> All right. <laughs> now I'm trying to think of what you what do you, what is the depressed nightclub called? I don't want to. I don't want to. We don't want to do that. No. Um, I get this feeling that we will be doing more of these musically inclined episodes because if I recall, oh probably. Uh, half of these morning chats that we used to do uh, were just you rambling on about music. So thank you for yeah. rambling on about music. <laughs> Hello, it's me, the intro and outro boy, and also sometimes co-host of the show. Uh, so this time we're going to use the outro just to plug a couple of things that we're working on right now, because uh, we can, and it's our show. Uh, so this weekend, that is November the 30th through December 2nd, uh, the board game company that James and I operate, Offcut Games, is going to be uh, down in Philadelphia for PAX Unplugged, where uh, going to be playing our board game status report with people. It's like a 15-minute robot uprisings. So if you're going to be at PAX Unplugged or if you know somebody who might be there, send them our way. Have them come play games with us. Also, I was uh, lucky enough to be asked to be a guest on another podcast. Uh, it's called I Think You Two Would Get Along. It's Kickstarter's Games Department's podcast. Uh, so if you want to go and listen to me and another game designer talk about everything from Dungeons & Dragons to losing a uh, finger in Chile, you can go and listen to that at ithinkyoutwouldgetalong.com. Uh, that is it for this week. We'll see you next Wednesday. Out in the
kitchen while the refrigerator hums and even the dogs are asleep.